Uh, we saw last time in the Kazari, one of the points that the Chacham made that makes Eretz Yisrael special, that we saw in the Kindle of Abiyah Alev himself, Avir Neshamis of Yerartek, that the air of Eretz Yisrael is conducive to Nevo. It's more that Nevo was Shaykh only in Eretz Yisrael, and not in Chutzlaret. This isn't the Chiddush of Abiyah Alev, Chazal said this. Chazal said that Nevo was only given in Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we have to understand why it was like that. Why was the very restricted, so to speak, Tafkadar So, before we do that, we, the question we have to ask, which in fact the king himself asks, is that as a, cast, as a statement, that's not necessarily true, because we find the Vim who gave the very Israel. Which again, the Rabbi Levi put this into the words of the king who's asking the question, but really Chazal themselves asked the question. So who do we see as Nevi'im who prophesied out of Eretz Yisrael? First and foremost, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's whole career was out of Eretz Yisrael. Whether it was in Midian or it was in Mitzrayim, it was in the desert. But that wasn't in Eretz Yisrael. But similarly, um, Yaakov Avina was given the Ver when he was by Lovon in Haran. And uh, later on, we find that after the Churban, Yecheskel and the Daniel, both were given the Ver when they were in Babel. Right? Most of the Nevi'im were in Eretz Yisrael, but there were definitely cases of Nevi'im who were not. So Chazal asked the question already, but the Kuzari asks also. Omar Kuzari, the king asked, Ay Chuzer, how can you say, how can you claim that only in Eretz Yisrael is there Nebuah? The Kvar Nebuah may Adam Arishan vad Moshe, by Eretz Acheres, from Adam Arishan until Moshe. Anyone who was a Navi was a Navi at Eretz Yisrael. Now the king doesn't mean that literally, because of course the obvious, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov were in Eretz Yisrael when they got Nebuah, but he means there were cases of people who got Nebuah out of Eretz Yisrael. For example, at the beginning, Avram Ba'ur cast him, which wasn't in Eretz Yisrael. So at the end of his life, Yirmiyah went down to Mitzrayim after the Chorban, and he was given the words of Mitzrayim as well. So therefore, the, the king asked the Chachim, and we found exceptions to the rule. So you can't say that, only, that Eretz Yisrael is exclusively the place of the Ver, because there were other, pla- there were other places where people got the Ver also. Okay, so before the, the Chacham's answer here, which Rabbi Levi says, which is the Chiddush, what did Chazal say? So Chazal said that, was, that before Klai Yishol came into Eretz Yisrael, it was Shaykh to get Nebuah in other places as well. This rule of it's only Shaykh to get Nebuah in Eretz Yisrael only applies after Klai Yishol came to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore we don't have a question on Moshe Rabbeinu or anybody who came before him, because that was before Klai Yishol came to Eretz Yisrael. But Moshe Enkin, once Klai Yishol came to Eretz Yisrael, so then Nebuah was only in Eretz Now, that doesn't answer Yechezkel and Daniel, and I know that we'll get there in a moment what the answer to them. But what's the logic in it? In other words, if Chutzlar is a place where it's not practical, it's not possible to get Nebuah, so how is it possible beforehand? And if it was possible beforehand, then what changed once Klaish came to Eretz Yisrael? Then that made the possibility of getting Nebuah in Chutzlar no longer no longer an option. Okay, so the first two sides. The first principle is we saw last time Shem the Vilna God that just like the other nations have a sire and wherever the nation gets goes via the Kondi, goes through the sire and comes to the nation. So same thing, each place in the world has its sire as well. When the world is split up to the 70 nations, so each land, each country, each territory has its sire just like 
the nation of Israel, Masha'en Kain. What's different with Eretz Yisrael is this Eretz Yisrael is Hashem Elekechobah. It's a land where Kodesh Baruch Hu deals with personally, so to speak, without the agency of Asar. And now, therefore, what was necessary for Nuvah? What was necessary for Nuvah? So, how do we understand Nuvah? How do we understand Nuvah by a person? What, was, what, what, what did a person need in order to become a Navi? So we understand. This, I'm just quoting now the Rambam. He talks about this in the Shemona Prakim. That what a person needs to become a Navi is a detachment from the physical world. The more a person is connected to Olam Azah, the more he is unable to connect to Olam Arukhi, to the spiritual world. The more a person manages to detach himself from the physical, the more he is able to attach the other direction to the spiritual. And therefore, what the Ramam says is that the avoid of becoming a Navi was really the process of a person being elevating himself from the physical world in a way where he was now, now able to receive a connection to Rukhnis. Because they don't coexist. Just as a marshal for this, and it's some interesting points, we talk about um, all the Nevi'im who saw Nevo through an Aspaklaria Sha'ina Me'ira. All the Nevi'im saw Nevo through an cloudy and unclear and opaque lens. Whereas Moshe Rabbeinu saw Nevo through an Aspaklaria Me'ira, through a clear lens. And the Rambam explains what is Aspaklaria. What's the lens through which they saw Nevo? And the Rambam says an amazing thing. He says the lens through which a person can see Nevoah is the person's nefesh. Now, for those of us who don't have Shachayim in the Vad, we all know that the connection to Akadosh Baruch is via the Neshama, which is completely connected to Hashem. But for a person in this world to be aware of that, it needs to come down to his nefesh. Now, how much does the, a person's nefesh, so to speak, obstruct his ability to connect to Nevoah? Depends how much the nefesh is connected to the physical. Because the more... The, the more layers of, so to speak, materialism, physicality that they are, which a person is connected to, the more they all act as a way to block the nefesh from being able to receive rochnis. And therefore the Rambam says, just like if you have a glass window plane, but it gets dirty and the dust piles up and it gets, uh, then it gets muddy and then it gets, then the more dirt accumulates, the less you'll be able to see through it until it's completely blocked and you can't see anything. Same thing, a person's attachment to Olam works in a way that it builds up and blocks his ability to see through it and then see through the wind of his nefesh to, see, to connect to Rukhnis. And the avoid of a Navi was to clear away those obstructions, so to speak. And as a person gradually does that, then just like in the case of the window, as you gradually take away the layers of sand, of dirt, or whatever it is that's built up, so slowly, slowly you're able to see through that there's actually glass. It starts off very unclear, very opaque. And the more a person cleans it, then you know, the clearer it becomes until when it gets to the highest level, then it's completely clear. And therefore, the avoid of becoming a novice, as Rabbi was the avoid of being retired and nefesh. Because that's the lens through which a person in his physical body can connect to the spiritual world. And what stops the person becoming a novice is that there's too much obstruction, so to speak, which is caused by his effect on the physical world. And that prevents him connecting to the world. So if you had to say in different words, I just quoted the Rambam until now. We had to say in this one, it said like this. We have a growth path, a ladder, so to speak, called Masir Shisharim. This is exactly where Masir Shisharim takes you to. You start from the bottom of the ladder and you build up. From Zahir to the resistant Akiyas, to Tarot to Precious, to eventually Allah Kedusha, and then eventually Mavir Deirah Now, that's the highest we can get to today. In the times of Chaza, in the times of the Torah, when it was shy to get to the book, so the final rung would be Nevo. 
But it was the same process. The process of, of a person purifying himself, because the more it detaches from whatever is going to interfere with his ability to see Nevoa, he made it the more shaykh for that person to connect to Nevoa. You need... So there are two conditions for Nevoa. The one is the person has to have a neshama, because he has to have the ability to connect. And the second one is that there can't be too much obstruction in the way of that neshama, because if there is, he won't be able to see anything. It acts as a barrier between him and prophecy, him and spirituality. Now, this, the Vilnagon says a similar thing. I'm just going to this as a background, but the Vilnagon says a similar thing. And that is, places outside Eretz Yisrael, since they aren't directly, so to speak, receiving from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through the agency of Asar, whatever it is, Mimela, there's an automatically a more of a level of a detachment from Ruchnius out of Eretz Yisrael. Mimela, it's, it's more difficult for there to be Nevoa in, in, in Adverse Israel. It doesn't mean it's impossible. There were cases where there was Nevoa Adverse Israel, but that, pre- that presents, uh, so to speak, an impediment to Nevoa. That's a, it's like a barrier. Whereas in Adverse Israel, where there's a more direct connection, so you made it easier for a person to get Nevoa in Adverse Israel. Now, what changed? That before the clash on Adverse Israel, it was Shaykh to get Nevoa in Khuslaret also. And we see Moshe Rabbeinu, for example, he did. And once Christ will come to Eretz Israel, so then Nebuah is only Eretz Israel. And here we see an amazing thing. And the answer is, it's not just Nebuah. There's a much bigger question. And that is, before Christ will come to Eretz Israel, the Shekhinah was with them in the Midbar. It wasn't just a question of being a Navi. So to speak, if you can say it in these words, Hashem was with them there. He came down in Arsina, the Shekhinah came down in the Mishkan, they traveled with them in the Midbar, so of course they got Nebuah. When you have a system like that in place, that HaKadosh Baruch is with you wherever you are in Chutzlaret, so then Mimele, then of course there will be Nevoa too. Nevoa just means the ability to connect. It doesn't necessarily mean that. A Navi isn't just somebody who's given an instruction of what to say. There were many Nevim, even if they weren't given specific messages, it means they could connect to the, to, and, and hear, so to speak, the HaKadosh Baruch is speaking to them. So if Hashem was with them in the Midbar, so of course there would be Nevoa there also. Elowat, the, the fact, that was a Chiddush. The fact that the Hakadosh Baruch would join them out of Eretz Yisrael and go with them in the midbar, yeah, that was the chiddush of Matan Torah of the Mishkan of Klai Yisrael in the midbar. When, when Klai Yisrael enters Eretz Yisrael, and now this becomes the permanent place, so to speak, where the Shechina resides. This becomes the place where the Shechina resides. If that's the case, so now, the, now if you're going to say the Shechina is here, so of course it's not going to be the one who starts, and the is going to be over here. Now the only question is is what happened after Klaishol went back into Goddess again. What we cause? Here we have a steer. And something which maybe is not Nagaya directly to the point of the Khazari, but it's Nagaya to the time of the year we're in. If Aaron looks in Khazal, about the time of the Khurban, it looks like it's a very clear steer. Why? Because on the one hand, we have a Pasuk in the Khazal that the Shekhinah never left the coast of the Marabi. The Shekhinah never left the Makkah Mikdash, even today. And we learn from the Pasuk that it says, Okay, and it says in the Pasuk there, So on the one hand, the Shekhinah never left the Harabais, never left the Makkah Mikdash. On the other hand, Chazal tell us equally clearly that when Klaishma went to Babel, so the Pasuk says, the Shechina says, I went with him to Babel. And it says, the Klai Shal went to the Babel. 
the Shechina went with him to Babel. So it looks like a, a very obvious contradiction. What happened? The Shechina stayed in Israel or the Shechina went to Babel? Now, this will make a difference also to the question you're asking. Because if the Shechina goes with them to Babel, so then it would be theoretically possible for them to be in the VM in Babel. The Shechina had gone there. But if the Shechina remains here, so then we understand that it's not going to happen, that it's going to be in the Vul and because it's too far removed, so to speak, from Eretz Yisrael. So how do we reconcile this theory? How do we reconcile this theory? This is something we saw previously. I want to remind us in Tibur of a story in the Gemara. It's in the head of the Femites, which we mentioned a few weeks ago in this slide. And that is the Roman nobleman, emperor, I don't know who he was, the Aramai, who asked Ram Gamil a question, and he said that you must have more than one God. Because how can you say that wherever Klai Shul Davin, the Shekhin is with him? But Sosa Chazal, that whenever you have ten people davening, so the Shekhin is there. So how many Shekhin are there already? Just in Ramadi Shkol, there must be about twenty. Right? Uh, it's a multiple Shekhin. How can that be? Every place of a minion, the Shekhin comes, every best case, the Shekhin comes, like, how many Shekhin are there? And Rabbi Gabriel's daughter said he wants, she wants to answer the question. And what is the answer? She said to the king's servants, like, why did you let the sun out into the king's palace? Uh, the, the whole world into the sun, which you, you took the sun for yourself. And the answer is, that uh, everyone understands, that the fact that the sun streams into my windows and your windows and everybody else on the side of the world, right, doesn't mean there's lots of suns. There's one sun. The sun shines in lots of places. But it's coming from one source. It doesn't mean that because I see the sun over here and you see the sun over there that we're talking about two different things. It's the radiance of the same sun. You must understand the Shekhinah the same way. The Shekhinah is where Akadosh Baruch Hu's presence is felt. We're not going to minimize it. That it's here or it's there and it's one shul or two different shul. Wherever, wherever the, the, the gather of Akadosh Baruch Hu's presence is felt, that's where the Shekhinah is. And therefore it can be both in the base of Mekdash and with the Klai Shalom Bavl and in every place where there's a minion, where it says that the Shekhinah is Imai. And every home where it says that Zachel Shekhinah Beinayim, Einachanai. And it's not a stir. It's not lots of Shekhinahs. The Shekhinah is the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's radiance, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. That's Shaykh everywhere. That's Shaykh everywhere. Wherever Klai Shal is, wherever there's a bias which is built on Zachel Shekhinah Beinayim, Wherever Klaishra are davening, in all these places, every person is learning Torah. And the Shekhin is also, Minayim. And you have two people, Shehashim, asking for Torah, Shekhin of Minayim. So every time you have a Chavar Sashav, the Shekhin is there too. And it's not different Shekhinahs. It means that Kaddish Baruch's presence is felt. But it's, what the Yisrael we need for this is that Nevoah is only Shaykh where the Hashem's presence is. Nevoah is only Shaykh where Hashem's presence is felt. Where where Hashem's presence is, so to speak, not felt, so then it's too far removed from the Vah. And therefore, in Chutz Laaretz as a whole, it was a place where there wasn't Shaykh the Vah. When Hashem's presence was in Chutz Laaretz, in the time of the Midvah, then of course there would be in the Vah, that's where the Shekhinah was too. The question is going to be that once the Shekhinah comes to Eretz Yisrael, and it wasn't in Chutz Laaretz, so that's the case, so then in the it would only be in the Vah in Eretz Yisrael. What's the question? The question is, when Akash will go back into Goddess? And now the Klaishol are in Golis. So there was a Darga of Shekhinah which went with them to Golis. That accompanied them to Golis. There was also a Chedek of the Shekhinah, so to speak, a Revelet of which stayed in Eretz Yisrael. Now the question is going to be, which, what did they need for Nebuah? 
What do they need for Nevo? In other words, would Nevo still not go to Babel because the Maya said there was still a Chalik which remained near Israel, and if that's the case, it would have to go to Israel. Or do we say no? Once it was in Babel, so there could be Nevo in Babel also. And that's going to be the discussion that we're going to see. Okay. That's the answer based on Chazal. That was Nakhdam. Now, if you look in the Kazari, the Kazari says something very different. It's interesting. And he has a very big fetish also that we're going to see. Let's see the Chacham's answer. And in Maimar Hashem, you actually died it. We just started tonight to come into my Hashem. And he says like this, Amar HaChavir, Kol Mishen Istanbe, Whoever gave Nevoah, Loyal Istanbe Ki Imba, Oy Ba'avura. He either gave Nevoah in Eretz Yisrael, or he gave Nevoah about Eretz Yisrael. Which means that the way that the Chacham understood, that even if a person is in Golis, but if he's giving Nevoah about Eretz Yisrael, that also, also will work. And therefore, the Nevoah that Avram Avinu got, Lech Lecha, even though he got that Nevoah out of Eretz Yisrael, but it wasn't a Nevoah to tell him to come to Eretz Yisrael. So that was connected to Eretz Yisrael. You have to understand what that means. The question wasn't what Nevoah is about. The question is how does Shaykh to receive Nevoah in Chosleret? So we have to explain how the Kuzari's answer deals with that. And same thing, V'yicheskel with Daniel, Mifanel. Yicheskel and Daniel got Nevoahs and even though they were um, in Chutzlaret, because they, they were nervous about coming back to Eretz Yisrael. Right, Yechel's nervous was about the third base of Mingdash, whatever it was. Daniel's nervous, it's not quite clear how that falls into this category. Daniel's nervous was about the four Malchias. And he spoke about the various kingdoms which are going to be and how they're going to fight with each other, until eventually, in the end of times, there will be the Mashiach who will come and destroy them all. So unless we say that the nervous of Daniel was all one part of one whole, which eventually brought to the Nevoah about the Asidavi, which is Neretz Israel. So you can, the way the, the Kazar is explaining it, it was Nevoah about Eretz Israel. Now, that's uh, so you have to say how that answers the questions. What Chazal said to answer the question of Yechazkel and Daniel is somebody who already got Nevoah in Eretz Israel could receive Nevoah in Chosleret also. And that was no one could start getting Nevoah in Chosleret. But if a person got the Mary's Israel, he could continue in Khuslar. That's what the Gemara says. That's the second thing that the Gemara says here. It says also, the Kvarayanim Tsayim of Bayes Rishon, Yechazkan Daniel, who had, had been in the Pesbe Samekdash, for Rau Ba Ashkina. And they saw the Shkina there, Asher Behimat Sayyim Agil in the book. That because it was there, they got to reach, what they saw in the Pesbe which is how they got to the book. Call Hamukhan Lame Askura. Whoever's on the level that they deserve the from Klai Israel has to be in a place where there's a Shrina and then they can get Nevoah. And therefore Yechazka and Daniel who saw the first place in Megdash where the Shrina was say, so they got Nevoah from there. Now this is another point. This is another point. Let's go back to what we said before. We said that there was a question where the Shrina was. Let's throw another question into the picture. Right. The Gemara says in Yuma the Eretz Ba'avikavet and doesn't say Ba'avikavet that the Gemara says that missing a hay that there were five things that there were in the first verse of Mikdash, but there weren't in the second verse of Mikdash. The Gemara ends the first miracle of Yemen, the And the Gemara says, what are the five things that there weren't in the second verse of Mikdash? That says, Aaron, Makaparis, okay, Aaron, Vitamim, and the Shrina. And finally, is Bech. So now we just said there wasn't a Shrina in the second verse of Mikdash. So how does that reconcile itself? Well, we said before that there's always a Shrina by the Christ of Marabi. So here already, Chazal, the Mephoshim explained. The answer is, what's the level, what's the intensity of the Shekhinah? The Shekhinah is by the coast of today, but it's not, uh, we can't feel it. We can't see it. 
like we saw previously, when the Shechina was there, the Shechina could be seen. The Kuzari explained that in the previous seven. It was something which was translated from Ruch into Kashmir. The people could see the fire, they could see the light, whatever it was in the Shechina. The Shechina might be by the Kosel, but not in a way where it's, we can perceive it. So it's there in a hidden sense, it's there in a Ruchni sense, but it's not there in a visible sense. That, the Shechina was in the second base of Megdash too. But it wasn't in a visible sense. Mashaik, we're talking about the Shechina of the first base of Megdash, it was something which was tangible. They could see the fire the, on the Mizbech, they could see the, the Anan, the cloud, in the Kodesh HaKadosh, whatever it was. There was a way of, so to speak, perceiving the Shechina. That's what was necessary for Nubar. That was necessary for Nubar. That same concept of being able to comprehend, to, uh, to see, so to speak, to be aware of Ruchnius. So then we made that was the, the first point that a person needed in order to get Nubar. Masha'enka, when the Shechina is there, but it's hidden, so it's there. If it's hidden, it's not revealing itself. If that's the case, it's not going to reveal itself in the sense of Nebuah either. Which is why, when in the time of the Khurban, the first verse of Migdash, I'm going to quote in Chazal, the Midrash Eicha, at the time of the Khurban, the first verse of Migdash, after that there were no new Nevim. Whoever was already a Navi could continue giving Nebuah, but no one became a Navi afterwards. And that's why the Khazar explained this over here. Somebody who could perceive the Shechina, so to speak, then could, could go from there to become a Navi as well. And there were Nevim who were alive at the time and continued the Nevuah for however long it was afterwards. Whether it was Yechezkel, Daniel, Oletra, Zechariah, Malachi, whoever they were. But no one became a Navi after that. Once the Shechina became hidden, and therefore it wasn't revealed anymore, Mimei and Nevuah became hidden as well. This goes with the same you saw it, that at the beginning of the time of the second Mesa Mikdash, that's when Nevuah ended. That's when Nevuah ended. There was a Mesa without that revelation of the Shechina, Without all the Nisim that there were in the time of the first verse of Megdash. And at the same time, there were no Nineveh. There were no Nineveh. Chazal Asperat, that's a different parasha, but Lema'i said is, there wasn't any way to continue that without the Gilead Shechina, which there had been in the time of the first verse of Megdash. So what the Kuzari said is two things. The one is why the Nevim, who had originally got the verb, could continue getting the verb, even in Chostaris. Chostaris wasn't a, a psul, it wasn't impossible to get the verb, it just was, a, it was an obstruction. A person who's already in the could continue. And the second thing, which I said before, is that if someone gave Nebuah about Eretz Israel, there would also be a reason to get Nebuah. Let's talk about next time, what does that mean?